Fusa. I'm joined by Blue Scar. Good afternoon. Hi there, you okay? I'm fine. I'm sounding very enthusiastic. We've got to talk to you. I'm not, uh, we've been better, don't we? But we've got to actually talk to you. It's great to talk to you. And uh, Amy uh, was meant to be with us, but we're not sure if it's a technical problem. She might join in halfway, maybe during the interview. But if not, it'll just be me and you. I've tried to call her, but I'm uh, not getting anywhere. So I don't know where she is. Well, don't uh, worry. Uh, I like to see that you're in the studio at the moment. I can see because you've got your laptop and your guitar in the background. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, this is my home office. So, yeah. um yeah, get everything set up in here. The guitar's just for decor- decoration purposes at the minute. Oh, okay. Right, so <laughs> Blue Scarf, before we start talking about uh, music, how did you get that name? Um, it's it's not very interesting, to be fair. Um, so, like, the blue's just favourite colour, and Scar's the name of the street I live on. Um, nothing more exciting than that. And it just sounded quite cool, so needed a name, so... Yeah, it is, but it, is, go with that one. it does sound fine to me. Um, so when did you discover the music bug and who were your earlier, sort of earliest influences? Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in, well into my late 30s now, so I'm a bit behind everyone else, I think. But uh, I played guitar and piano as a kid and uh, got quite good at guitar, but then didn't do anything about it for years and years. And I just got a bit bored during the, the first one of the first lockdowns and just started messing around on um, on computers and seeing if I could create music that way because i was always interested in dance music and electronic music anyway and um and it just sort of came from that really it just became quite a fun thing to do and it just got more and more serious as i, as I got onto it and i only really started releasing songs from sort of february 2023 so i'm, I'm still relatively new at this you you are but you've got big numbers on spotify yeah, I just I, I work really hard on it. Um, I mean, I, I suppose the, the songs have to be okay, don't they, to start with? Um, but yeah, I just I'm really tapped into the communities that I'm part of, and um, and I, and, I re- and I really sort of push on the DMs and trying to speak to the right people, and the numbers just seem to follow. And um, so yeah, it's been a really good reaction, really positive reaction. So when you're doing the songwriting process, do you get a loop? Are you somebody that has, you know, you get a beat going? And do you actually do lyrics as well? Or do you have, you work with other artists to bring in melody lines? How does it work? Um, yeah, no, I have to really rely on, um, in terms of lyrics and singing other people. Um, obviously, a lot of producers use um sampled vocals there's there's hundreds of thousands of sampled vocals out there and the trick is to try and find one that no one else has used otherwise you end up with the same song as somebody else Uh, and a lot of the songs start from just one vocal line and then you can start to build your your drums and your bass around it and uh, just get get it all in the right key other times it's it's creating an instrumental from from the beats and the bass on on the uh, computer system and then trying to find a, a lyric that fits um I, i'm not i don't i'm not really set in the way i do things i'd like to keep it mixed up that way and also now because i suppose covid showed a lot of musicians that you don't have to be in the same room and you can work with mus- musicians all over the world because they can record something send it over to you you can chop it to bits and put it into your track exactly yeah i mean um as one of the projects i've worked on recently someone sent me a really rough vocal on over a, uh, which was recorded via a mobile phone just as an example of what it sounded like and and i and i built the track around that vocal and and ultimately they'll probably re-record the vocal but you know you can do all sorts with um with your processing of vocals you can do it you can do all sorts of things to it to make it sound like it's been recorded in the studio and actually it's just been done on an iphone 
Now, as you are a producer, and uh, there is a difference where you might have somebody who's a singer-songwriter, but they can't record stuff. So they might write music, but then they have to go to a studio yeah. to record it. But you do all of it. So is it difficult? Are you ever forever sort of thinking, I'll just nip back into the studio. I'm just going to make a few adjustments. Or can you leave a track alone once you've done it? Or are you always back in sort of making adjustments? No, I'm forever going back in. <laughs> I, I always say to people... Um, testing the song on every single speaker in the house is one of the things I do. And, um, and you know, the, the Alexa downstairs will, will completely play a different sound to the speaker in my car. And then you'll spot something that you'll hear something that isn't quite right. And you go back in and do it. And I'm working on a, a mix at the minute for someone. And I think I'm on version 12, but it's not because they keep saying, do it again. It's because I keep listening to it, saving it. And then, and then going back and doing it again. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's easier for me though because the position I'm in, I can sort of take my laptop wherever I am, and um, I don't have to rely on going to a studio. I don't have to pay anyone. Don't have to book appointments. I can just do it as and when I want to do it. And I think some singer songwriters struggle because they don't have the equipment to do that. Whereas I don't need that equipment. I can just do it where I am. What's life like for an independent musician? Um, I mean, it's it, it's it's all. It's all fun, really. It's, it, I imagine it's difficult if, you know, this is your sort of your bread and butter and it's um, it's what you do all the time. I'm fortunate that I have a job and I have an existing life and an existing job before this came along. So f for, for me, it's it, it's difficult and it's, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but it's almost, it's also got that element of fun retained because, I don't think I'm in the same position as some artists who are literally relying on this to be their main income. I don't have that pressure. Do you ever feel, I've asked a lot of musicians this question last year, um, with regards to songwriting and getting ideas, do you ever feel like you get something that comes from the universe with some tunes that you go, where did that come from? Because it's so quick and it's like it's been funneled through you or not. Some people, you, I can see you looking at me going, oh, I don't think so. But what do you think? Do you ever get that or is it not something that happens for you? Uh, I've had... Um times when a song has come to me within about half an hour and um, it's just it's down and it, it, it's it's nice and it just wants tidying up and and um, and mixing for a little bit but other times it can take absolutely ages you know months mm. going back in and not getting that quite that right sound but sometimes you, you will be sat there and you'll hear something on the radio or you'll hear something out and about and you're thinking oh yeah that's quite a good beat that's you know i like that and you get home and you then try and do it on your laptop and you sit there and you're thinking well that doesn't sound anything like what I imagined it sounded like and it's rubbish so I'll throw that away and start again tomorrow so sometimes stuff comes to you but trying to recreate it on on the on the computer screen is totally different whereabouts in the country are you based so I'm work live and work around Manchester I'm actually from Oldham uh, which is just north about 10 miles um so but yeah live live and work around this area and, and what's it like for music up uh, that part of the country um I mean, I'm I'm a bit older now, so I'm, I don't go out as much as I used to. But when I was sort of twenty, twenty-one, um, probably a bit younger than that, there was loads of sort of indie indie bars and and live venues in Oldham, particularly where you could go and watch bands play live. And you know, they were I think we had Orbital and the Prodigy and uh, Fratellis, um, Libertines played live in Oldham. But then all those venues started to close down as I got to sort of my mid to late twenties. And there are places still in Manchester, but Manchester's a bit of a bit of a track to get to. 
Yeah. And it's really expensive and it puts people off. Mm. Um, so in Oldham, especially the live music scene has sort of died to death, really. And um, and in terms of sort of nightclubs and stuff, Manchester's not really that well known for nightclubs. Since the Hacienda, I don't think there's really anything that people bang on about. Whereas in London, it's a bit different, I think. So it, it's, it's definitely not what it used to be. And But thankfully, I'm too old to, to really be bothered about that now. Now, you say that. You're saying too old. I've got friends that have got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Facebook and on Instagram who are musicians that most, you put, a lot of people are not going to hear of them. But they're making a good living of selling their, you know, getting people to listen on Spotify. So really now, it's a little bit different with regards to age in the industry because you can be anybody. Um, oh, and, so, yeah, and, yeah. and still and still sell it's not like you know people who say if you you don't make it before you're 30 but you don't need to have a label behind you do you because you can you can make money and have your own fan base no that's it and i think um the, the sort of old style record labels have changed now anyway obviously you've still got the big ones haven't you where yeah. the, the really big pop stars go to and but if you're an independent artist and you you, if you're able to release your own music and, and, and do all the things you need to do and get the music out there, um, other than the label giving you some money up front, there's nothing that you can't really do yourself. Yeah. You know, they can help with the upfront money and the, and the extra advertising, but I, I don't want the money up front because mm-hmm. I, I don't need the money up front. I probably need help with advertising more than anything else, but I think it's definitely changed, and especially with electronic artists. You can... Yeah. You know, you look at David Guetta and uh, Tiesto and Calvin Harris. I mean, I'm the same age as Calvin Harris, but all the other guys are older than me and they're mm-hmm. still obviously doing better than I am. But it shows you don't need to be 20 to release electronic music especially no and you're also in control so it's your track you can if you want to put a chicken in the background of it or do whatever you want you can do whatever not saying you would put a chicken i don't know why i said that but if you want to do anything on your track it's yours to do exactly what you want to do with it well some of the stuff you hear on the radio um (laughs) i think chicken would be better chicken would be better than some of the stuff you especially on radio one um uh, and that's the problem as well. I mean, you will know as, as well as I do, we're, we're an independent kind of we're, we're, uh, radio station here on Phoenix FM. And I'm lucky that I can play a lot of independent music on my show, which I do. But I'm not on the BBC. And I've said before, I think uh, places like the BBC should have an independent artist every single hour across their daytime shows, seven days a week. Um, and they just pull it out of the pot and you get played. If, if it's a good, good track, you get played rather than just introducing. I think that would work really well just to get some more independent music because the talent out there, I mean, you've got your people that are at the top of the game, like, you know, whether you say Ed Sheeran and Adele for giving examples, but there's so much more talent out there that doesn't get a chance to be heard on these big radio stations. Yeah, I think on the main ones, that's that's true. I mean, BBC do have BBC introducing, but it, it, it depends where you're from, I've noticed, because I've, I've looked into this quite a lot recently and it depends on which part of the country you're from some some areas do a lot more work for the local artists than other areas yeah. and you know we've obviously i've said i'm from manchester so I'm, you can get what i'm implying there but so, you know and and but this, this this doesn't seem to be any uniformed approach from the bbc and, and certainly the big commercial radio stations they're not really bothered um so people like myself are reliant on guys like you really to to sort of get us out there and that's really appreciated uh, because it's difficult you get so many rejections on dms and emails um it's it, it you know it, it's it's just good to know that there are people out there trying to help us out 
Yeah, and also a lot of the people that I've had on the show and on the other shows here have all gone on to BBC Introducing or the BBC or they go for and it and you just go, oh, yeah, you want to know now, don't you? Where were you six months ago or a year ago yeah. <laughs> when we were playing it first? Uh, so tell us about this collaboration because it is brilliant. It's yourself and Amy Britannia, uh, who is a songwriter, producer as well, singer. Um, and uh, we would have liked to hear, but she's had a bit of a technical issue trying to get online. Uh, so tell us about the track Underwater and how that came to be uh yes yeah, so um i mean we sort of connected probably um about nine ten months ago um via um tiktok oh i've just got a message up for now she might join us actually uh, come oh come on hurry up <laughs> um and we sort of discussed um just general music and um listen to each other's tracks and stuff and then we just became friends really online um part of several different um instagram communities and things like that and just got talking about a collaboration and i said you know the difficulty i have is i need really good singers on my songs and it's difficult to find them mm. um and and that's where it came from really and and the track started as an instrumental um which she then took and and, and made into the song that it is really so um you know massive sort of um kudos to her because if anything, it was just a, a forgettable piece of music that was burning a hole on my hard drive, and uh, she made it into a song. You're very self-depreciating. I don't know why you should be really. Your stuff is excellent, but you you do you do kind of uh, put yourself down a little bit there, Blue Sky. I'm going to have to have a word with you off here. Need to be a bit more positive. Well, yeah, just, I'm, I'm modest. I like to. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. You're too modest. Too modest. You need to be out there going, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so the track Underwater, what, what is it? How, how has it been received? What, tell us about how it's been going on, uh, like the socials and across uh, Spotify. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we're at about 20-odd um, thousand streams now, which doesn't sound like huge numbers compared to some big artists. Because, um, But in terms of indie circles, it's actually pretty big. And we just, you'd play Rectify just before that. Yes. I mean, that one's on 45,000 now, but that one's been out longer. Um, but, yeah, the reception on Underwater has been different because I released several songs earlier in the year and through the summer and, and didn't really get much traction on any of it, really. Um, and I suppose all that did was just bed down my, my name and what I do to people. But then this song has come out and I get people messaging me all the time now saying how good it is and, and you know, and how they want to hear more stuff. Um, so, so it's the measure, I suppose, of how well it's being received isn't just on the streaming numbers because someone can listen to your song but then not interact with you and, mm. and never listen to you again but if someone actually drops into your dm or he's on a discord chat with you and and actually says yeah i really like your song um and and uh, that 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 sort of it feels different that way it feels like it's doing a bit better than some of the other stuff yeah and that's why if you ever hear uh, independent music on my show or anywhere else if you send the artist uh you know a message it's like all the Christmases have come together at once because the majority of the time you've got like friends and family and sometimes they're quite disinterested because they've heard it all before. But when you get that person you've never heard of that goes, your music is really good and I love it. It means a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, especially if it's another artist as well, because um, I know lots of really good musicians and if they then compliment the, the way the song sounds, um, I'm not saying that your, reg your regular person um doesn't have a good opinion of the song but if another professional is coming up to you and saying this is great it, it does hit a bit harder that it's, you sort of feel oh, that's really good that um so you get silence which is the worst bit because they don't want to say anything bad <laughs> 
yeah, nobody nobody wants that. So what are the rest of the plans for 2024? You've got uh, Underwater is uh, doing well. Rectifier, as you said, has got 45,000 streams, uh, 20,000 streams currently on Underwater. And you can find, obviously, Booscar and uh, Amy Britannia uh, on Spotify, etc. But what are your plans? Are you going to do any live? Is there something you might do, like some live sets, maybe with some singers coming up? Or what else is happening? It, it's, it's an option, but it's probably a couple of years away, if anything. It, I need to get better equipment and 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 just better setups and stuff um oh i'm just had a message off amy she said she's waiting in the lobby oh hold on a minute i think you might be able to squeeze her in hold on see if she's there hello are you there amy and i'm so sorry i've wrecked it i I was sleeping and blue scar carl said please don't oversleep amy (laughs) i rang you before to say are you still up are you up yet I'm so sorry. I'm here now. It's oh, okay. dear. Hi. Naughty, naughty Amy. Amy Britannia is the wonderful voice <laughs> and the co-writer of Underwater, which we've been loving on the show. So, Amy, I've just been chatting to Blue Scar. Just going to finish off there with you, Blue Scar. Just you were saying yes. about, okay. you were saying about 2024, uh, you know, what's coming up. Um, yeah, so for me, I don't really know at the minute. Um, so I've got a few projects in the pipeline. Some, some that I could can talk about. Some that I probably can't because it's not decided yet. Hopefully, me and Amy can do another track this year. Um, I've got some solo stuff coming out. I just don't know when yet. Probably April, probably July. You know, mm. two songs doing it, and, but mainly quite harder hitting dance tunes. Yeah, brilliant. Now, Amy, just very quickly, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your music background. Okay, about me. Do you want to see my face for now? Yeah, very pretty face as well. <laughs> um, okay, so I started playing piano as a child. I'm from South Africa originally, um, born and raised. But um, my mom's British. So I've just moved to Liverpool for the past two years. And I'm working really hard, working on music and Blue Scar, you just found me on TikTok, didn't you? You just, um, he saw one of my videos and, you know, kept on messaging and commenting. And then I thought I might as well work with him. And that's my best performing song yet, Underwater. Like, he's a machine. And, hey, Blue Scar. And you, you don't only just sing, you, you sing, you write and you produce. So you're another one that does the whole lot as well on your yes, solo stuff. yes. Yes. So because I um because I know piano and that's how I started, I thought I wanna do music and I was in Cape Town at the time and I, I looked I googled studio prices and you know, they were very, very expensive. So I thought, right, I'm gonna learn production. So um after that I, I learned FL Studio, which is also what I still use to this day. And um, I bought a USB microphone, which I literally have with me just on my bed. Because to this day, I learned how to record and I do it in my bed. Because the, I know it sounds ridiculous, but the the sheets, they actually really work as great insulation. So (laughs) so it's worked out. And um, people ask me, do you perform? And honestly, I don't really perform. It's a little bit backwards. I'm more of a recording artist Mm. i get so scared and so shy so i I like to record a lot and i record in my room at night and i've I've learned a lot about mixing and sound engineering so somehow 
it sounds like I'm not in my bed and it sounds like I'm in a studio and it sounds great. So I'm not going to complain. When, when you start writing a song, do you get a beat down first or do you somebody who gets lyrics come in or is it different um, every time? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's different, but generally I have a beat first. And I think it's just because the music inspires me first and from that i will get a topic and i'll get an atmosphere like blue scar he sees sent me yeah so i'm going back to south africa in february for a month and he sent me a whole pack of tunes um, summer, <laughs> summer tunes and he told me when you're on the beach you know you'll, you'll get some ideas so usually it'll be like a melody first and you know um I'm not so much a songwriter. I think I'm a instrumental instrumentalist, where the 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 production will inspire me first, mm. and from that I'll get an atmosphere and a vibe, and then the the lyrics will come and the melodies will come, because um you know there's something you can be an amazing songwriter, but if it's not catchy, I feel like it's not really going to be that successful. So. Yeah. Do you ever write, because not every song a musician writes kind of hits, so do you yes. have to write those out of your system and then work on the next project? That question's to both of you, actually. Oh, I've got loads of rubbish that I write and then <laughs> throw in the bin. Absolutely loads of it. I've done two this morning when I was just um, having my coffee while waking up and um, they were rubbish, so I didn't even save them. So I'll get it out of my system and hopefully next time when I do something it'll sound good. Yeah, what about you, Amy? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of the opposite because Blue Scar, I do not know how you are. He's an actual solicitor as well. And he does the music as a hobby, but he's actually uh, in charge of a couple people and he's actually got a great job, right? <laughs> but for me, I'm the opposite. I work as a waitress at a whiskey and cigar lounge mm. and I do five days a week. So that's, that's why I'm so sorry I overslept because I was working until 2 a.m. And he told me not to oversleep and I had my alarms on and it just went wrong. But anyway, for me, I'm a little bit slower with it. I'm the complete opposite to Carl. When I write that, I will probably release that because I'm very slow and meticulous and I'll make sure it's all perfect. And then it's, most of the time it's good enough to just release like underwater was the first song i'd attempted to do with him and it went out turned out great <laughs> it's, it's good because you're both so different and sometimes with music yeah. that just works really really well so you got more you're yeah. going to have more collaborations together obviously yes yes definitely so that was underwater was like a winter retrack which was perfect because it came out in november mm. so it was right for christmas and cole he just did an amazing job with promoting it and you know got over twenty thousand so far which is amazing so um i'm going to take a little bit of time he's he's given me a huge pack of over 10 songs for the beat he's, yeah. <laughs> he's a machine and then <laughs> and so while i'm on holiday i'm gonna maybe do hopefully a couple songs mm. and wow. then it'll be ready for summer so we're gonna have a couple summer tunes coming out Excellent. which is great now i love tiktok if you're a musician and you're not on tiktok you you're missing out because it's a great way to uh, find loads of different artists uh, and uh, also if you want to collaborate with people or just hear different music it is amazing so you're both on tiktok are you on tiktok blue scar 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I struggle to get any sort of rhythm with it. It's sad work because um, there doesn't seem to be that many musicians on TikTok. They're all on Instagram, but there doesn't seem to be many actual fans on Instagram. So I've got to do both mm. to try and appeal to the because I get loads of actual fan interaction on yeah. tiktok but not much fan interaction on instagram yeah. but it's just hard work trying to get um i'm not i don't think i'm cool enough for tiktok i think that's the problem i don't care i'm on tiktok and i'm not <laughs> cool I'm, i love it i post up random stuff random just yeah. random awful stuff all the time i just love it I, I tend to just post the same stuff <laughs> that i do on instagram onto tiktok just just so it's done and, and there so yeah uh, he's, he's very very relaxed aren't you uh you're very relaxed blue scar i can see how you can both work together really well you and amy I'm just, um, I'm not that relaxed behind the scenes. I'm just, I'm putting on a nice brave face for a, a radio interview. <laughs> yeah. which, which, if you uh, if you check my uh, album out that I released in the summer called Masking, that's uh, that's definitely, it's an artistic thing. That is, uh, so that's something I, I talk about quite a lot. Mm. I'm, I'm quite calm on the exterior, but inside I'm usually a, a raging, um, you know, <laughs> maniac. Uh, so if people want to, we're going to end the interview with playing the track Underwater, which uh, you've both uh, put together, which is excellent. So if people want to find out more about you, and don't worry, we will put all the details up on the website, but what's, what are your socials, best place to find you both? Instagram for me, but uh, anywhere. Anywhere, I'm on a mall, I think. And it's Blue Scar Music, and it's a double R as well. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Amy, you're everywhere. You're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, I am just Amy Britannia, but it's A-I-M-E-E, the French way, and then Britannia after England, because my mum was homesick when she gave birth to me. (laughs) So I'm I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram, Facebook. It's all just the same handle, Amy Britannia brilliant thank you ever so much for being in in uh doing the interview today even though amy overslept but then she was working I'm really so hard to early hours of the of this morning uh, so it's great oh. to speak to you both i'm going to end with the song and uh, i can't wait to hear what you both come up with for the rest of the year as well thank you so oh, much thank you Are wow. you're, Thanks, you're welcome have a great one thank you, you Bye. thank you bye. bye here is blue scar and amy britannia and this is underwater <laughs> 